Alistair Overeem has been in the fight game for a long time. The Dutch kickboxer was an all-around force that had built an impressive resume early on as a light heavyweight. But once he moved up to heavyweight, he truly became one of the best in the world, which led to championships and strike force and dream. And once he entered the UFC, he was a top fighter for the promotion for a while. But he was never able to capture UFC gold and throughout his career, he has suffered some brutal losses. So how good was Alistair Overeem actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today I'm going to be talking about Alistair the Demolition Man Overeem. This is a video I'm very happy to do especially after the interview i had with him a month back plus he's had many legendary moments as a fighter which we will be taking a look at in this video to really understand how good he was but first shout out to the undisputed members of my patreon they get the extra perk of a shout out before each video but even the intro members get early access and video to the keon kamara podcast plus all the money goes to charity and once again we donated this month's earnings to the ronald mcdonald house charity in toronto which provides a home for seriously ill children and their families and i can't praise them enough because they've helped many people, especially during this difficult time in the world. So thank you to the Undisputed and interim members for all your support. And if you want to donate, all the info will be down below. Now let's get to it. Alistair began his MMA career on October 24th, 1999 at the age of 19. He was a kickboxer with some pro fights under his belt. In his MMA debut, he fought Ricardo Fiet. After a wild exchange to start the fight, Alistair secured a takedown. But the two were stood back up and Ricardo looked punches away from finishing the fight. Yet Alistair survived and connected with knees before locking in the guillotine choke that forced to tap. Four days after this win, he fought Yuri Kochin. Despite both men having their moments, it was Yuri who controlled most of the action on the feet. After two rounds, he won by unanimous decision, handing Alistair his first defeat. He came back in February of 2000 to fight Chris Watts. Alistair was dominant on the feet and also secured multiple takedowns. He eventually finished Chris with a knee to the body. Following this win, Alistair fought Kansa Hinbas. Alistair secured a few takedowns and connected with many knees. The last two knees that he connected with dropped Can and stopped the fight. After picking up a win and a loss, Alistair fought Bobby Hoffman, and Alistair suffered his first defeat by knockout as he went down by a right hand. To close out the year of 2000, he fought Peter vs. Churin. Alistair won the fight by securing a takedown and locking up an Americana. He picked up another submission win before fighting Stanislav Nuschik. The two connected with big shots early, but it was Alistair's knees that ended the fight. A year later, Alistair fought Roman Zensov. This was a complete beatdown as Alistair connected with knees, secured a takedown, and threw ground and pound. This led to an Americana that finished Roman. Alistair picked up another submission win before fighting Vesavori. Despite the difference in size, Alistair controlled the action both on the feet and on the ground. He eventually finished Vesa with punches. Following a successful Pride debut, Alistair fought Moise Rimbon in the semifinals of the H2H2 light heavyweight tournament. Despite a strong start from Moise, Alistair was able to survive the scramble and lock in a guillotine that forced a tap. In the finals that same evening, he fought Dave Vader. Alistair dominated by securing an early takedown and throwing ground and pound. This led to the fight ending via doctor stoppage, making Alistair the H2H2 light heavyweight tournament winner. At Pride 24, Alistair fought Bazeget Atayev. Despite getting taken down and dropped by a spinning heel kick, Alistair survived and found success of his own before connecting with a knee to the body and punches that finished the fight. Three months later, he fought Aaron Brink, and it took Alistair 53 seconds to secure a takedown and lock up a guillotine that forced a tap. At Pride 26, he fought Mike Benchik. Alistair won the fight with a knee to the body, which was followed up by ground and pound. After this win, he fought in the quarterfinals of the 2003 Pride Middleweight Grand Prix. His opponent was UFC fighter Chuck Liddell. The two opened up the fight by trading on the feet, but Chuck connected with a barrage of punches that ended the fight. After this defeat, Alistair picked up a win before fighting Rodney Glunder for the H2H2 Light Heavyweight Championship, and he won by securing a guillotine that forced a tap, making him the H2H2 Light Heavyweight Champion. At Pride 28, Alistair fought Hiromitsu Kanara. After a competitive round one both on the feet and on the ground, Alistair took over in the second with soccer kicks and knees which eventually ended the fight via doctor stoppage. Four months later, he fought Antonio Rogerio 
Leon Nogueira. Although Alistair started off strong by securing takedowns, he began to slow down which gave Rogerio the opportunity to connect with big shots on the feet and secure takedowns of his own. After three rounds, Nogueira won by unanimous decision. Following this defeat, Alistair entered the Pride 2005 Middleweight Grand Prix. In the opening round, he fought former UFC light heavyweight champion Vitor Belfort. Alistair was dominant with his grappling as he secured multiple takedowns and maintained top control. He eventually locked in a guillotine choke that forced a tap. In the quarterfinals, Alistair fought Igor Vovchanchin. And much like the Vitor fight, Alistair won by locking in the guillotine choke. In the finals, he fought Mauricio Shogun Hua. Despite a strong start from Alistair with his takedowns and knees, he ended up eating soccer kicks which led to ground and pound that finished the fight. At Pride 31, Alistair made his debut at heavyweight. His opponent was Sergei Karatonov. Alistair secured an early takedown which led to punches and knees on the ground that forced the ref to step in. A month later, he fought Nikolajas Sevkenas. Alistair dropped Nikolajas with a kick and knees and began throwing ground and pound before locking in the rear naked choke. In the opening round of the 2006 Pride Heavyweight Grand Prix, Alistair fought Fabricio Verdum. Although Alistair found success early on the feet and on the ground, Fabricio retaliated in round 2 and although he got taken down again, he locked up a Kimura that forced Alistair to tap. A month later, he made his strike force debut. His opponent was Vitor Belfort, making it their second meeting. Although Vitor found success early with his striking and takedowns, he gassed out in round 2 and Alistair ended up taking over. After 3 rounds, Alistair won by unanimous decision. After this win, he went back down to light heavyweight and lost to Antonio Rogério Nogueira for a second time before fighting Ricardo Arona. And Alistair went down from a leg kick before eating ground and pound that stopped the fight. At Pride 33, Alistair fought former Pride Middleweight Grand Prix champion Shogun Hua, making it their second meeting. Much like their first fight, Alistair started off strong with his striking and ground game. But while off his back, he ate a big shot from Shogun which was followed up with more punches that finished the fight. After this 3 fight losing skid, Alistair moved back up to heavyweight and picked up a submission win against Michael Knapp. Three months later, he fought Sergei Karatonov for a second time, and Sergei evened out the score by finishing Alistair with punches and knees in round 1. But after this fight, Alistair defeated Paul Buentello to become the inaugural Strikeforce heavyweight champion. Then in 2008, he made his debut in Japanese MMA promotion, Dream. His first opponent was Taeyeon Lee. It took Alistair 36 seconds to finish the fight with knees and punches. At Dream 5, Alistair fought Mark Hunt. Although Alistair got taken down early, he secured an armbar that forced Mark to tap. Two months later, he fought former Pride Openweight Grand Prix champion, Mirko Krokop. Alistair found success early with his takedowns, but in the clinch, he threw knees and some of them went low. Mirko couldn't continue, which led to a no contest. Alistair went on to fight Gary Goodridge, and he defeated him in the first round with an Americana. A year after this win, Alistair fought Tony Sylvester. After connecting with some punches and knees, Alistair locked up a guillotine choke that forced the tap. At Dream 12, he fought James Thompson, and it was another quick win for Alistair via guillotine. Two months later, he fought Kazuyuki Fujita. After dominating on the feet, Alistair connected with a knee that dropped Fujita and ended the fight. Following this win, he went back to strike force to defend his belt. His opponent was Brett Rogers. Alistair literally tossed Brett to the mat and threw ground and pound that forced referee John McCarthy to step in. His next fight was for the inaugural Dream Heavyweight Championship. His opponent was Todd Duffy, and it was a quick action-packed fight that saw Todd get knocked out by knees and punches. Alistair went back to strike force to enter the heavyweight Grand Prix. In the quarterfinals, he fought Fabricio Verdum, making it their second meeting. It was a close fight on the feed as both men had their moments, but Alistair maintained top control for most of the fight with the help of Verdum who was willing to fight off his back. It definitely didn't look good to the judges and by the end, Alistair won by unanimous decision. This was Alistair's last fight with Strikeforce after they released him due to issues with management, but his free agency did not last long as the UFC signed him in September of 2011. He fought three months later against former UFC heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar, and Alistair had a performance that truly put him on the map. He connected with many knees to the body before landing a kick to the liver that dropped Brock and led to the finish. This win was huge and made Alistair the clear number one contender to fight champion J. 
Jr. Dos Santos, which was a big time fight for the UFC at the time. But unfortunately, Alistair failed his pre-fight drug test and was pulled from the bout. He blamed the failed drug test on anti-inflammatory medication that was mixed with testosterone. Regardless, the commission suspended him for 9 months, so Alistair came back 12 months later to fight Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Despite Alistair being the favorite to win and starting off strong, he got finished in round 3 via punches. 6 months later, he fought Travis Brown. Once again, Alistair had a good start but ultimately got finished by a front kick and punches. At UFC 169, he fought former UFC heavyweight champion Frank Mir. Alistair was close to finishing the fight early with a knee, but even though Frank survived, he continued eating punches on the feet and on the ground. After 3 rounds, Alistair won by unanimous decision. Following this win, he had elbow surgery before returning against Ben Rothwell, and Alistair got dropped in the first with a right hand before getting finished by ground and pound. 3 months later, he fought Stefan Struve. Alistair secured a takedown and threw ground and pound before Big John stepped in. At UFC 185, he fought Ultimate Fighter Season 10 winner, Roy Nelson. Although he got dropped in round 3, Alistair controlled most of the action on the feet. After 3 rounds, he won by unanimous decision. In December of 2015, Alistair finally fought former UFC heavyweight champion, Junior Dos Santos. The two went back and forth on the feet for the entire fight, but it was Alistair's left hand that dropped Junior which led to ground and pound that finished the fight. 5 months later, Alistair fought former UFC heavyweight champion, Andre Arlovsky, and Alistair finished the fight in highlight reel fashion via crane kick and punches. This 4 fight win streak led to a shot at the UFC heavyweight championship. His opponent was champion Stipe Miocic. Despite Alistair knocking down Stipe early and almost getting a hold of a guillotine, Stipe survived and secured a takedown which led to ground and pound that finished the fight. Of course, I can't forget to mention the infamous post-fight interview from Alistair and where he claimed that he felt a tap from the guillotine, but I think it's unfair how he got interviewed minutes after a knockout. Regardless, he came back at UFC 209 to fight Mark Hunt for a second time. After a back and forth battle on the feet, Alistair connected with a knee to Mark's head that knocked him out cold. Four months later, he fought former UFC heavyweight champion Fabrizio Verdum, making it their third meeting. It was a back and forth battle both on the feet and on the ground, but for the first two rounds, it was Alistair who controlled the action, and by the end, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 218, Alistair fought Francis Ngannou, and the fight ended in brutal fashion as Alistair went out cold from an Ngannou uppercut. Six months later, Alistair fought Curtis Blades. After dominating on the ground, Curtis finished the fight with big elbows from above. Following this defeat, Alistair fought Sergei Pavlovich, and Alistair was back to his winning ways by bringing the fight down and finishing Sergei with ground and pound. Five months later, Alistair fought Alexei Olenek. Alexei started off strong by pressing forward and connecting with punches that looked close to ending the fight, but Alistair survived and connected with knees that dropped Alexei. He followed up with ground and pound before referee Mark Goddard stepped in. After these back-to-back -back wins, Alistair fought Jerzinho Rosenstrike. Alistair looked good by connecting on the feet and securing takedowns. Going into the final round, he was winning on all the judges' scorecards. But with 4 seconds left in the fight, Jarzinho knocked Alistair out with punches, which also opened up a huge cut on Alistair's lip. Yeah, I can't show that. 5 months later, Alistair fought Walt Harris. Alistair got dropped early by punches and was close to being finished, but he survived and ultimately ended the fight in the second with a head kick and punches. In his 4th straight main event, Alistair fought Augusto Sakai. Although Augusto was controlling most of the action on the feet, Alistair had his moments with takedowns and ground and pound, and in the final round, he took Augusto down again and finished him with punches. On February 6, 2021, Alistair fought Alexander Volkov, and Alistair had a difficult time on the feet due to the size difference. Alexander used his reach very well to maintain distance, and in between, he would rush in with punches and knees that had Alistair in trouble. Alexander finished the fight in the second with a big left hand. Following this defeat, Alistair was released by the UFC, which in my opinion was premature, but Alistair was vocal about this final run to the title being his last, and at 40 years old and coming off a loss, this may be it for the demolition man. And if it is the end, then I hope Alistair can ride off in the sunset knowing that there is nothing else for him to prove. So after going 47-19 and with one no contest and a career that saw him become the strike force and dream heavyweight champion, as well
well as the H2H2 light heavyweight champion, how good was Alistair Overeem actually? We're not only going to remember Alistair for how much of a badass he was, but also for how long he was a badass for. There are not many careers that have been as illustrious and have gone as long as his. He found success both as a light heavyweight and a heavyweight, but I do commend his move up as it made him an even better fighter. I didn't even mention his kickboxing career and where he also had huge moments and became a world champion. Even though he may be ending on a loss, it's not like most careers where the fighter had a big fall. Alistair had many dips in his journey, but he would always find a way back to the top. And a lot of that had to do with his training. He would constantly switch up fight camps and this truly helped with his development as a fighter. And I bet it also kept him motivated to continue for as long as he did. The biggest setback in Alistair's career in my opinion was the failed drug test. In fact, for most fighters who fail a drug test, their careers tend to decline afterwards. But Alistair bounced back from that situation better than any fighter. Which honestly deserves credit because it really shows that he truly has the skills and work ethic to still be one of the best. His kickboxing was of course his bread and butter. His kicks, his knees, and his hands all carried some serious power, especially when he got to heavyweight. But as a light heavyweight, he was a much faster fighter which was also very enjoyable to watch. He had superb skills on the feet but he was also impressive on the ground. Alistair secured takedowns, threw ground and pound, and locked up submissions. My favorite move by him was the takedown to guillotine. In fact, his ground game was more common earlier in his career, and I credit that as a reason for him not taking much damage and thus prolonging his run. And I know he gained a reputation as someone with a weak chin, but honestly I just blame that on the heavyweight division. There have been many moments where Alistair faced adversity in a fight and overcame it. He never stopped fighting at a high level until age caught up with him. Even before his loss to Volkov, he was on a win streak. And that could have been a longer one had he not gotten finished by Rosenstrike. In my opinion, had he entered the UFC earlier in his career, he would have been a champion. But even without that belt, he has won many others and has defeated big names over the years. That's why I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. I can't forget to mention how great his personality is. He was always friendly to the fans and the press, and that love was definitely reciprocated back. He is without a doubt an MMA legend, and Alistair Overeem did that by demolishing many. My name is Keon, and this is my take on Alistair the Demolition Man Overeem. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put in the comments down below, cause I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.